may be seated and open your Bibles this morning to Proverbs chapter 3. Thank you, guys. Praise the Lord. Proverbs chapter 3. Uh, we started last week to talk a little bit along the lines of trusting, not leaning, and being led by the Holy Spirit, and abiding in Him and staying connected with Him. And His presence will lead us. His presence will guide us. You know, we ought to be just like Moses. If God doesn't go before us, if his presence doesn't go before us or lead us, let's just cancel the trip. Yeah, amen. Amen? amen? You know, it's better to cancel the trip than go on the trip that's been planned that's not of God. And in life, there's a lot of different ways that we can go. So it pays rich dividends for us to follow after our leader. Father, thank you for your word today. Speak to our hearts, we pray. Open the eyes of our hearts. Strengthen our spirits with might. We thank you for walking in your glory and walking in your light. We magnify your holy name and we give you glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Proverbs uh, chapter 3 and verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. So we found out last week that your heart is your spirit. And you don't really uh, think with your, you don't really trust God with your mind. You trust God with your heart. Amen? So he said, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And then he differs, he differs between the heart and the head. Because in the rest of the verse he says, and lean not to thine own understanding. Lean not to thine own understanding. Okay? Now, the same way that he, we are to trust him with in our heart is the same way that he leads us. He leads us in our hearts. Not in our heads. Amen? Amen. So say it with me. I'm trusting in God <coughs> with all of my heart. <coughs> leaning to my own understanding. Amen. So we see that the trust part and the acknowledging part is our part. Now I've discovered this. If I will do my part, God will always do his part. But we can't expect him to direct our paths if we don't give him anything to work with. What do, we need to give, what, we, what do we need to give him to work with? Our trust and our acknowledgement. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you mean acknowledge? Acknowledge he's God. Yeah. Acknowledge he lives on the inside of you. Yeah. Acknowledge that he knows a whole lot more than you do. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And just take time to stop before you move too quickly on things. And just say, Lord, I, 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 I think this is the right direction to go, but I'm acknowledging you first. That's seeking first the kingdom of God. And as you do seek first the kingdom of God and put him first, he will make sure that you get to that right place in life. He'll make sure that you get on the right path. How many of you know there's a lot of paths to take? Do we always know which path, you know, to take? Well, no, that's why he's given us the Holy Spirit to lead us and to guide us. Amen. Amen. And as I said last week, don't exclude him, include him. And so that's staying connected with his presence. Amen. Now, one thing I know for sure is that we can never know enough and never have enough knowledge in this life or in this world to make a perfect decision based on knowledge alone. Yeah, absolutely not. There is always, and there always will be, a lot that we just don't know. 
Amen? And you can be the best researcher on the planet. You can get all the facts. You can have your face on the internet till your eyes are bloodshot. You can look and see what the market is doing. You can look and see what this is doing, what that is doing. But how many of you know that can change in a minute? So if you lean entirely upon research and your intellect and your understanding, you're heading for trouble. How many of you know God not only knows everything about everything, but he also knows the future? So I want to exhort you to get your face off the Internet, out of Facebook, and get your face in the book. Get your face in the book. Now, a lot of these things are okay, and they're, they're merely tools. But they were never intended by our Creator to lead us and to guide us. The Bible does not say, for as many as are led by their iPad, they are the sons of God. I am not device-led. My life is not in my iPhone. My life is not in my iPad. My life is in God. My life is hid with Christ. Come on, somebody. In God. And if we're not careful, we can let these things that I believe that can be used as a tool and for our benefit, we can let these things become distractions in our life to the degree that we might be in the Word, we might be in prayer, but all of a sudden we hear that ding, ding. And it's like Fido when he's called for dinner. Ding, ding. Oh, i got to check this message or click. i got to watch this, see this uh, little text. Oh, I just got a notification. Listen, God's trying to notify you. And the notifications of God should be first and foremost in our lives. I know that I'm preaching kind of good right now. There's someone on the inside of you. He knows the past. He knows the present. He knows the future. Glory to God. And if you will just trust Him and lean on Him, He will make sure that you get into your healthy place, your wealthy place, your prosperous place, your joy place, your peace place, your glory to God, heaven on earth and marriage place. Come on, let's shout a little bit today. Save me, greater is He that's in me than he that's in the world. So then the more spirit conscious we become, the more aware that we are a spirit being, that we have a soul, and we live inside of a physical body, and the more God-inside-minded we become, then we will begin to train and develop ourselves to look to the greater one who lives in us. I want to exhort some of you to put your phone down. Get rid of calling everybody in the 510, the 415, the 650 area code, asking them, do you think this is what I ought to do? Amen. Looking unto Him. Looking unto Him. So the more spirit conscious we become, the more God inside minded we become, the easier then it will be for us to be led. 
You ever lost anything? Ever lost keys? Maybe a credit card? Or how about you knew something was in that file cabinet? And you just had to find it because it was an important document. And so you went to that file cabinet and you opened it. And you looked from back to front. And you looked again from back to front. And you looked from front to back. And you took all of the folders out and you looked. And you kept looking. And you couldn't find it. Ding! Guess what? What you're looking for is not in the file cabinet. It's not in there. And what you're looking for in the leadings of God is not in here. You can pro and con all day. You can list the pluses and the minuses all day. I believe that the Spirit of the Lord is saying to us today, stop thinking and start praying. I know there's been things that I've lost. And uh, Brenda always says, it's in the car. And I'll be looking, you know, for different things. I'll be looking for the thing that I'm looking for in the couch. And I'll be looking in the bedroom. And I'll be looking under the bed. And she says, it's in the car. Of course, the male ego. I keep going. and keep looking. And all of a sudden, ding. Why don't you ask the Lord where it is? Okay, Lord, where is it? Led me right to the car. <laughs> Not only was the Lord right, but Brenda was right. The answers for life are not in your head. The answers for life are in your heart. And think about this. If you pray in the Spirit, what a privilege and what a benefit it is. To be able to pray in the Holy Ghost... Did you know that praying in the Holy Ghost will quiet your mind? When I pray in the Spirit, I know what the Bible says, that my mind is unfruitful. But just because my mind is unfruitful doesn't mean my spirit is not active. The more that we pray in the Spirit, the more aware of spiritual things we become. And the more aware of spiritual things we become... We connect with God who is a spirit and with the Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of us. As you pray in the spirit, your head may not know. But if you will stay with it long enough, the wisdom of God that is in your heart will bubble up and will be made known to your mind. And all of a sudden, you'll know exactly what you should do you'll know exactly where you should go. Somebody says, well, I don't pray in the Spirit. Well, can you pray in English? See, praying in the Spirit is not just praying in tongues. You can be in the Spirit and be praying in English. Well, what do you mean by that? I mean this. If you are focused on Him, and you are not being distracted by what is around you, and you are leaning on Him with all of your heart, guess what? You're in the Spirit. And I believe that the spirit of man can be led by the spirit of God. The Bible says the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. 
searching all the inward parts of the belly. Put your hands right here. How many of you know the answers you need are in your belly? I'm not talking about your natural belly. I'm talking about your spirit man. And the scripture says that out of our belly, out of our innermost being, shall flow then rivers. Oh, glory. What kind of rivers? Rivers of living water. But these rivers of living water are not just for the benefit of others and for the benefit of being a blessing to others, but they're also rivers of wisdom and rivers of direction. Glory to God. Say it with me real strong. Out of my belly is flowing. Rivers of direction. I'm being led by the Spirit of God. Glory, glory, glory to God. Now, let's go over to Romans chapter 8 here for a moment. Romans the 8th chapter. Look over here and, and notice with me in verse oh, 14. And uh, let's look at verse 15. And we'll look at verse 16 here in a moment. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. What a benefit. You know, we, we think about and talk about a lot of times on Communion Sunday. Uh, in Psalms 103, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. And then it goes on to say, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not what? Are there benefits to being a Christian? Yes. You know, in the natural, if you start working for a company, you want to know what the benefit package is. How many of you don't want to work for a company two and three years and never have a vacation day? How many of you want to work for a company and work Christmas Eve and Christmas Day? I don't. No, you want to know what those benefits are. And so usually there's a contract which states to you what your benefits are. Well, we've got a covenant with a covenant-keeping God, and this contract tells you what your benefits are. This is the believer's benefit package. And he says, and forget not all his benefits. It's easy to forget them if you take your face out of this book. He says, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. But you know what? There's other benefits in our benefit package. And one of the great benefits that you and I have as a child of God is the privilege of being led by the Spirit of God. Man of God that I esteem and highly respect that had a lot to do with my early years of life and ministry in the Word of God was asked this question. He said, what is the greatest miracle that you can experience as a Christian? And immediately said, it's the privilege and the benefit of being led by the Spirit of God. Thank God He didn't leave us as orphans. He didn't leave us alone. He said, I'm going to pray the Father and He's going to give you a paraclete. I'm going to give you one that's called alongside to help you in every area of your life. I'll comfort you. I'll strengthen you. Glory to God. I will intercede for you. And I'll lead you and guide you into all the truth. Let's just thank God for the benefit. Say thank you, Lord, for the benefit of being led by the Spirit of God. Now notice with me on our new projectors. By the way, we got those projectors, two for the price of one. 
Isn't that about right? <clears throat> really good price. That's a benefit of having favor and having Pastor Tom on staff. That's right. He seeks until he finds. Amen. Now, in Romans chapter 8 and verse 14, let's look at that verse. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, what are they? Let's read that together. For as many as are led by The word sons there denotes mature sons of God. So that as we grow in the Lord and as we walk with the Lord, there's an expectation of the Lord for us to participate in the benefit of being led by the Spirit of God. You are growing in grace and growing in God when you're trusting Him, acknowledging Him, leaning on Him, and being led by Him. Amen? Now, carnal Christians don't do that. See, the Bible says to be carnally minded is death, right? What is a carnal Christian? A carnal Christian is just kind of living their life according to the flesh. Carnal Christians are thoroughly saved on their way to heaven. But did you know that you can be a carnal Christian and miss divine appointments that God's got for you? See, the Bible says, I has not seen nor ear heard. Neither has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for him. Now, why doesn't a person tap into the preparations that the Lord has prearranged for them from before the foundation of the world? Why aren't their eyes seen? Why aren't their ears hearing? Well, one reason why is because maybe they're not Christians. But another reason why is perhaps they're a carnal Christian. And their ears are plugged up and their eyes are blinded by the spirit of this age and by the distractions of this world. See, the Bible says that the distractions of this age can enter into the heart of a man or a woman and it can literally choke the word. Well, if the distractions of this age can choke the word, don't you know that it can cause us to be dull of hearing? And it can also cause us not to see what God has for us? I say by the word of the Lord today that God's got some great things in store for you. There are some wonderful, awesome things that He's prearranged and prepared for us. Oh, come on. Are we walking in all those things? None of us are. But we will never get to those things if we don't allow our eyes to see and our ears to hear. And carnal Christians will never, ever walk in the fullness of the plan of God for their lives. Why? Because they'll miss it. Because they're too preoccupied with the flesh. And this is not a condemning message. This is just the truth. This is the reality of it. Oh, how great is His goodness. And how great things He has stored up for those that fear Him and for those that love Him. 
Do you love him today? Do you fear him? Do you want to walk before him softly and say, Lord, I've not been this way. I'm not exactly sure what to do, but you do. And so I trust you, sir. I respect you, sir. I reverence you, sir. And I pray that you would lead me and guide me. To be carnally minded is what? Is death. But we don't want to camp there. But to be spiritually minded. Oh, come on. This is what the Holy Spirit is saying to us today. Become more conscious of your spirit. Become more conscious of the Holy Spirit. Become more word conscious. To become more filled with the fullness of God conscious. To be spiritually minded. A man or woman's mind who's connected to Him. Will always produce life. And it will always produce peace. Go, oh, come on. Are you hearing this? In my pathway is life, and there is no death. He shall lead me forth with joy and lead me forth with peace. But what am I giving him to work with? I'm giving him my trust. I'm leaning on him. I'm acknowledging him. Hallelujah. My mind is connected to him. Woo! Say it with me. I'm spiritually minded. And it is producing life. And it is producing peace in my life. You see, all of God's paths are peaceful. You cannot always figure out His paths. But if you'll trust Him, He'll put you on the right path. Even though it may not make sense up here, you'll have peace down here. One of the accompanying characteristics of a mature son and daughter of God that's led by the Spirit of God is peace. Hallelujah. So I say by the word of the Lord today to you, let the peace of God rule in your heart. Follow the empire that lives on umpire that lives on the inside of you. Check up with him. Look on the inside in his word and in prayer. We must abide. And as we do, oh, the things that he's prepared for us should become clear. We'll walk on the right path, living by faith and not by fear. Enjoying the good life. Come on, somebody. Say it with me. Enjoying the good life. Which he's prepared for us. Oh, man, that will preach, ladies and gentlemen. Now notice this with me again in Romans 8 verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Amen. Verse 15. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. How many of you know that the Spirit of God is homey to the child of God? The spirit of fear is what? Foreign to us. When we're led by fear, there's always something wrong, isn't there? But oh, when we're led by the Spirit of God, He is the Spirit of adoption. And whereby we cry, everyone say, Daddy, Daddy. Hallelujah. So as we said last week, that it is possible for all of us, I include myself in this, I haven't arrived, I'm on the way. But it is possible for us to be head-led. It's possible for us to be emotionally led. Remember we used the illustration Oh, but I feel so strong. 
And I said, yes, but you can be so wrong. So we can be feeling led. We can be fear led. How about this one? We can be opportunity led. None of those are being led by the Spirit of God. Now you may have an opportunity that comes up and it may be God and it may not be God. Who is to distinguish between what is right and what is wrong? You've got the umpire on the inside. He decides for you with all finality what is safe, amen, what you've got a green light on, or what is out, or what the red light is, amen? Say it with me, the Spirit of God lives on the inside of me. Now here's another one uh, that's a little tricky, because this works on your emotions. We can be need-led, need-led. Or we can be situation-led. Or we can be request-led. Amen? Now, how many of you know that there are millions of needs out there? Right? And there are lots of requests that come our way. I know this to be true in my individual life, and I know this... Is, is true in your life as well. There's many requests. There are many, there are many pulls. Why? Because there's many needs. Now, if you're not led, don't go with it. And that doesn't mean that it's not a legitimate need. And it doesn't mean that it's not a situation that needs attention. Come on, somebody. But if you're not led to be involved in that, we need to learn to say no with a smile on our face. Say no graciously. For example, if someone came up to me after service and said, Pastor, can you give me $1,000? I'm going to smile and say, uh-uh. <laughs> learn to discern. Everyone say, I'm learning, I'm learning. to discern. In my spirit, so that I'm not misled. Now, here's another one. Don't allow yourself to be led by other people's agendas. By other people's agendas. By other people's uh, thinking that, you know, you really should be doing this. It just amazes me throughout the years how many people say, you know what? We as a church really ought to be doing this. And what they're saying is, you ought to be doing this. Well, what about you? Are you going to be involved? You understand what I'm saying? It's really important that we are not led by other people's agendas. Here's another one. We are not our children's tears led. How many of you know that your kids going through a rough time and a rough spot will pull on you? It'll pull on you emotionally. It'll pull on you soulishly. But did you know sometimes the best things for those kids is to go through those troubled times on their own? Now, certainly with your prayers. But did you know that bailing them out again and again and again, paying their rent again and again and again, bailing them out of jail again and again and again, can be detrimental to their spiritual life and detrimental to their walk with God? I'm telling you, we need to be led when it comes to our kids. Oh, but mama. 
Have you ever noticed that kids try to play mama against daddy? And sometimes mommy and daddy get in a little spat about what they should do or shouldn't be doing. At those times, it pays to stop, to wait, and to pray, and to listen to him on what your course of action should be in that particular situation. Amen. Amen. Not children's led. Not alligator tears led. But led by the Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And then, we are not to be led by other people's fears. If someone comes to me with just a ton of fear, talking about the economy. Number one, let me tell you this. When the recession hit, Heart of the Bay did not participate in the recession. Because of what is happening in the natural has no bearing on what's happening in the spirit. Yeah, there's tests. Yes, there's troubles. You've got to fight the good fight of faith. But we are not recession-minded. We are kingdom of God-minded. We are God-meeting-our-needs-minded. And so if people come to me with their fears of the economy or the government, oh, God, the government, you know, as if the government is God. The government is not God. And if people come to me trying to get me into that, that mode of out there striking and marching and all mad and angry, I have to look at what the root of that is. The root of a lot of that is the spirit of fear. If we don't do this, or like this, if you don't do this, that sounds like a threat to me. And I'm not going to be threatened by any spirit of fear-led Christian or non-Christian. And neither should you be. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, there's the sons of God. And so what happens to me immediately when those things come, I go into a resisting mode. It's like my spirit just closes to that. And I say, no way, Jose. I'm not being led by your fear. Well, shall we go there, Lord? I think we shall. You know, it's 10:15, and I'm just getting started. I prepare for this most of the week, you know, and, and it's just amazing. Amazing how much comes out. How many of you are believing with me to be led? We want to we strike right. We want to hit it right. Hallelujah. So, all of us here in this place are members of the body of Christ. Whether you're a member of Heart of the Bay Christian Center or not, we'd love for you to be. But if you're born again, you're a member of the body of Christ. Amen. Say with me, I'm a member, I'm a member of, the of the body of Christ. 
And being a member of the body of Christ carries with it some responsibility, doesn't it? We're not our own. We can't just do our own thing because if we do our own thing and we don't fulfill our port, our portion in the body of Christ, then another member of that body can suffer. We don't want that to happen. But now, just as we are members of the body of Christ, we are also ministers. And this is, this is new to people. I'm a minister? You mean I got to do what you do? No. Not everyone's a pulpit minister, but every one of you are ministers. In other words, you have a ministry of reconciliation. You have a ministry that God gives you out in the world to other people. Amen. Now, I want to use this illustration because this, this deals with people pulling on you, and this will help you. How many of you ever run into a situation where people were rattled, people were frustrated, uh, and you could tell they were coming apart, and you said, I'm here to help. Amen? And you were led to help. Now listen very carefully. I am not helping a person, and you are not helping someone, if we are allowing them to rehash over and over and over again the hurt the problem what they did to me how they treated me because what a lot of people want is they want to get you over on their side so that you can understand just how hurting they really are let me tell you something that helps no one And really, it causes it to get worse. Now, you get into a situation like that, you will often hear fear and doubt and unbelief. And it's okay for a person to share with you what they're going through, with an emphasis on through. But once the problem is put on the table, understand. Now let's go to the book. Let's get our face in this book. Now, I've heard you for 20, 30 minutes talk about the problem and talk about the hurt and talk about the anger. But now here's what the Word says. See, I have a book here. It's the book of life. And if you will take heed to the book of life, it'll set you free. It's like this little girl. She was riding her bike and she fell off her bike and... She got her, oh, a terrible, terrible cut on her knee. And it was just so bad. And the mother cleaned it up and, and bandaged it up. And it had begun to heal. And then someone had come over to their house for dinner. And she said, Uncle, Uncle, look what happened to my knee. And she took the bandage off, scraped the scab off, and said, Look what happened. And he felt like saying, no, 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 don't do that. But she had already done it. What did she do? She let that which had begun to heal, come on, to be opened up again. So that once she opened it again, the healing process had to take place again. 
And the Spirit of God said this, that's exactly what my people do with heart hurts. They ask for healing. I start to heal them. And if they come and want to tell somebody about how bad it was, what they're doing is they're pulling the bandage off. And what healing had taken place stops. And they've got to start over from scratch. What if we just let our heart, hear, heart hurts be put in the hands of the Lord? And forgive. I believe that if we'll do that, the Spirit of God will enable us not only to forgive, but when we think about it again, it'll have no impact on us. And when that happens, what's happening? We're beginning to heal. We're beginning to heal. And you know what? I believe today that God loves his people so much that he wants the truth to get deeply into their spirits. And the truth will set us free. Amen? Stand with me today and say it with me. I am being led by the Spirit of God. For as many as are led by him, they are the sons of God. I'm not opportunity led. I'm not gadget led. I'm not device led. Head led or feeling led. I'm not led by my kids. I listen to my wife, but I'm not led by my wife. I'm being led by the Spirit of God this day and forever. He's leading me. He's guiding me into all the truth. Glory to God. Let's raise our hand and thank him for it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now maybe we'll get into some of these things in the, in the next service. But there are some things that Jesus exemplifies for us when he walked this earth. And he shows us exactly how to corner the devil when he tries to corner us. Think about it. The Pharisees came to him and they said, By what authority do you do these things? He didn't answer them. He just backed them right in the corner. He says, I will ask you one thing as well. The baptism of John. Was it from heaven or was it from man? You know the Pharisees got up and said, now wait a minute, we asked you. We asked you. Jesus stopped them dead in their tracks by asking them a question that if they were to answer, it would get the crowd that was listening either with them or against them. And they were divided on that. So it stopped them just like that. And what Jesus said, well, if you're not going to tell me, I'm going to tell you either. <laughs> In other words, it ain't none of your business. Amen. Amen. Don't let people pressure you between two bad decisions. Should we stone her or should we not? Moses said we do. 
and should. But what do you say, Lord? What do you say, Lord? What do you say, Lord? They were trying to catch him. They tried to give him option A or option B, and Jesus didn't take either one of them. He took Holy Ghost C. I said he took Holy Ghost C. I said he took Holy Ghost C. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God. He was not about to be pressured by a deadline. But rather, he knelt. <laughs> was he led to kneel? You better believe he was led to kneel. And what did he do? He started writing in the sand. Oh, come on, somebody. He started writing in the ground. And many theologians say that he was actually writing their sins in the ground. And we do have a scripture that may corroborate with that supposition. And that is found in Jeremiah 17 and 13 in the Holmans. Listen very carefully. Lord, the hope of Israel, all who abandon you will not be put to shame. All who turn away from me will be written in the dirt. For they abandoned the Lord, the fountain of living water. <laughs> What's it going to be? Stoner or not? Stoner or not? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? There are times when we just need to look the devil square in the face and say, What are you going to do, Buster? So he starts writing in the dirt. Everyone who turns from me will be written in the dirt. That's, that's being led. That's an example of light right there. He didn't get that light because he was carnal. He got that light because he was in fellowship with his father. He was ready for anything and everything. He was always and only led. I only do what I hear my father say. I only do what I see my father seeing. <laughs> then he looks up. And he said, boys, he that's without sin, you go ahead and pick the first stone up. <laughs> and the Bible says that they exited from the elder to the youngest. <laughs> Can't you see him? They just took right off. That's wisdom. You have that wisdom. Don't let people corner you. Don't let other people's alarms or agendas or fear push you into a bad decision or make a bad choice. Be always and only led by the Spirit of the living God. Come on, somebody. He looked at that little lady who committed adultery. He says, woman, where are thine accusers? Who is it that condemns you? She says, none, Lord. He said, I don't condemn you either, but go now, sin no more. Come on, somebody. 
Let's raise our hand and thank Him for what we've heard today. Father, we thank You for the Word of the Lord. We thank You for the wisdom of God that's present and evident in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. I pray for the people today, Lord, that they would only be led this week by Your Spirit. If you are here today... you.